Can you hear me? No. Can you hear me? Oh, praise God. Okay. That's an anointed backpack back there. <laughs> I just oiled it up really good. The sound people are going to love it. Hallelujah. Everybody say, God is good? All the time. You know, when we call upon the name of the Lord, he says, I will answer. Amen. So I believe he did today. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. We give you praise for everything that you're doing in the earth. Lord, we see you high and lifted up. And it says that when Uzziah saw it, it was high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. What that means, Lord, I know is that your presence fills the temple. So we say, be glorified in this place. Be exalted above everything that would come against the people of this church. Whether they're listening online or standing here today, we declare wholeness because salvation has total wholeness in it. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Hallelujah. We'll give God one more hand to praise. Pick up your Bible and let's make this declaration today. Together, the word of God is truth. If I live the word, I will be blessed. If I don't, I won't. It's just that simple. Turn to somebody and say it's pretty simple. I don't want to touch it. (laughs) Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. I got enough oil on me that I ought to be healed all the way to the millennium. Hallelujah. Oh, I get excited when God says, do this, you know. So I run back to my office and find my anointing oil and and away we go. It's just, you know, not that God isn't the healer every single day, but God likes you to do things his way. And uh, to be honest, I thought, well, Lord, how am I going to preach all you tell me to preach and do that? And he said, are you just going to do what I want? This is my service. Hallelujah. How about we do what I want to do? You know, God loves people. Everybody say he loves me. Turn to your neighbor and say he loves you too. You know, even though you may not think so, that's the truth of the word of God. And it says his love never fails. Today, we're going to finish um, your ancestry at Bible.org or original. And we're going to talk about seeds. Everybody say seeds. You know, when the Lord really put this in my heart, I thought that's kind of a funny name for a message. But, um, you know, God knows where we all are. And since email is the big thing today, you know, um, we can call on God anytime because we live in his presence. I mean, the spirit of God abides in us 24 seven. He never leaves or forsakes us. But sometimes we need to call upon him and, and find out what he's saying about things. And so today I'm talking about seeds. And since part of my message is getting hungry back there. Um, I just want to say this, <laughs> you know, God created mankind from the beginning. He made a covenant with Abraham. And so we hear those old songs, father Abraham, you know, and so what does that mean? It means God made a covenant with Abraham that in the new covenant, Jesus, it tells us fulfilled. And that was the covenant we live in, which is a covenant of blessing. Everybody say blessing. If you go back to Genesis 12, you will find nothing about curse in that covenant. And And then in Galatians, Paul tells the church, you need to remember that Christ died for you. He died on the tree. He took the curse. Everybody say he took the curse. And therefore, we now receive all the blessings of Abraham. And so, you know, Paul had a revelation of that. Well, we have the blessings of Abraham in our life, but because of Jesus, everybody say because of Jesus, we're able to receive those without any effort of our own. Everybody say, thank God. (laughs) Because of the blood and the grace of God, we receive it by 
faith. Everybody say by faith. And so in Galatians, it says in verse uh, chapter three, verse seven, those who are of faith are the sons of Abraham. If you remember in John chapter eight, Jesus got in a real debate with the the Jews that said and, and the religious leaders who said, we are the children of Abraham. And he said, if you were the children of Abraham, you would hear me because I'm I'm of I'm of God. I am God. It basically is what he's saying to him. And you don't hear my words. Therefore, you are not the sons of Abraham because you are not sons of faith. You are sons of your father. He said the devil. Everybody say, we don't want to be that. And so these are sons. We are sons for you are sons of God through faith in Jesus Christ. So as we believe in Jesus, now we've become sons of God through that covenant with Abraham, we have the blessing. Everybody say the blessing. And so, you know, that what what Kelly read earlier where it says there's not one righteous, no, not one. How many of you grew up hearing that? Well, that, you know, in Romans 3, it quotes that. But then it goes on and says, but we are justified by faith in God, by the blood of Jesus. So we're not righteous in our own selves, but we certainly are righteous through the blood of Jesus. And then it says in Galatians 3.29, and if you are Christ, you are Abraham's seed. And I love this word. You are heirs. Everybody say heirs. So what are we heirs of? Everything that God has. God will not withhold anything, the Bible says in Psalms, to those who walk uprightly. What does that mean? That we do it right all the time? No. That we walk with Christ. That we walk in the covenant that God has given us. And so I was looking at the word seeds because God's, you know, this is the last time we're going to talk about this. But it says that the fields are ripened to harvest or they're white unto harvest. It says in John chapter 4 verse 35. I believe that harvest time is here in the body of Christ, especially for families. Everybody say families. And uh, God began to speak this message to me and when I read it it talks about in Genesis and if you want to bring the baby down here please uh, Tasha we're going to have Thea come down here as an example today but it says in Genesis 26 now we know that the covenant was with Abraham but it went on down to Isaac and Jacob you know when we go to Christians United for Israel all of their prayers and all the things they say it's you know God God and Jacob and Isaac, you know, they go down that line. God, Isaac and Jacob, he's the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. I'm sorry. So he, they, re, they relate always to the covenant. Everybody say the covenant. Now, they don't go on to Jesus in the Jewish uh, temple but they do they always relate to the god that we serve is the god of abraham isaac and jacob everybody say seed and so it says here this is to isaac this is after uh, Abraham, I will make your descendants, everybody say descendants, multiply as the stars of heaven. I will give to your descendants all these lands, which he did eventually. And in your seed, everybody say your seed, all nations of the earth shall be blessed. This week when I was reading in my uh, Bible and I was reading some commentary, it says seeds are complete, but underdeveloped. You know, a seed has in it everything it needs. And I thought, Lord, what am I, you know, I can't take corn to church. I mean, what am I going to do? Go out there and pull up some corn. But there's, this baby is the seed of Joel and Tasha. She's also the seed of, where's Patricia? In the kitchen. Patricia! <laughs> we, we do everything right up to excellence here. <laughs> but Patricia is a grandma. She is Joel's mother. This baby is seed 
of that family. Amen. Now in this little tiny baby is a full adult. Amen. Can you see the seed? See in this tiny little baby from the very beginning. That's why God hates abortion because that baby in that womb is seed. If you read Malachi, when he finally got fed up, he said, I'm fed up with you because you divorced the wife of your youth and you're messing with godly seed. It's why God hates homosexuality and lesbianism because you can't produce godly seed. And they cry, but it's okay. They're working those lungs. Her's going to be a preacher someday. Amen. Okay. So you go ahead and go feed her. (laughs) She said she's supposed to eat. Yeah. I'll give her right at that time. But I, you know, God just put that in my brain, maybe because I'm a mom. But you know, if you think about that, uh, children are seeds and God puts them in the earth. And in that little baby is going to be an adult. That God is called into the earth to be everything he wants them to be. Now, he gives them to parents. Everybody say, oh, boy. (laughs) And sometimes, you know, we have those days where we think, man, I hope I haven't, you know, ruined them for life with that last screaming fit I threw. (laughs) Hallelujah. I'm speaking to myself. Um, But, you know, we do our best. Everybody say, do our best. But if you understand, that's why I believe God wanted this, this whole series. He wants us to understand that he has put in our hands seeds. You know, we have natural seeds, you know, Pastor Bill and I, but we also have spiritual seed out there in all of you that are sitting here because, uh, and hopefully the seed will do greater things than the person that, you know, takes care of the seed. Now, you know, I had told you, I had seen that green thing out in the field, (laughs) you know, and, and it was taken down the corn and uh, I shared that. Well, I, I decided I would look that up. You know, you can find out anything on the internet. I didn't dial Ancestry.com on this one, but I did look up combine. I said, what is a combine? And it was fascinating. I watched 20 minutes yesterday of what a combine does, how it goes out in the field and it cuts down the corn and it's got all these things inside it that separate, you know, uh, if it's, if it's corn, you know, it cuts it and then it sends this part up this way. It sends this part this way, the cob, you know, and then they, the corn comes off the cob and falls down here and then it shoots up there and then it goes out this. And then this other thing that costs like a, I don't know how many thousands of dollars. Do you know, just to have a combine is $500,000. I said to Bill, that group of green things we saw that day must have been $2 million worth of equipment to get done what that farmer wants to do. Well, you know, God has got equipment. Turn to your neighbor and say, that is you. (laughs) We are the harvesters, but not just for the kingdom of God. Today, I want to talk to you about your family. You know, it's so important that we do all we can do for for the seed that God puts in our hand. Everything that's happening in Thea's life from the moment she's conceived for a good part of her first 13, 18 years. Now, 13 to 18, you know, that's when they decide they know everything. How many of you know that? But we have a responsibility. I remember years ago when God said to me, Pam, from 13 to 18, you got to transfer their security from you to me. Everybody say that's a big job. And he said, you're going to have to let them make mistakes. 
I thought, oh, this is not going to be a good time. I go along with who was that that used to, the man that out there in Colorado, he said, put them in a barrel, put a hole in it, and feed them through the hole till they're 18. <laughs> when they're 13, put them in the barrel and feed them through a hole. Well, you know, there's just, that's a, that's a very difficult time. But if you understand this is seed, and there's going to be a harvest of what's inside of them, and we only have this long to put in what we can put in. Now, you know, as uh, you know, we have older children, we have grandchildren. Uh, we now are all we can do is pray in some of those situations. But say this prayer works. It says in James chapter five, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And so these seeds, uh, if we begin to speak into them or impart into them what we know to do, we have to even know beyond that, that God has put in them what will make them capable of doing it. We just have to be the ones that are encouraging that to happen. And if you look in the world today, uh, it says, you know, in the Bible, it talks about the people that, that are our masters or the people we work with. Do you know their purpose is to help us become better, not just that we help them do what they want to do. Are you getting this? <laughs> we have responsibility. When we see the kingdom of God and we see how it works, then we realize, wow, we've, we've got to take care of this seed that God has put in our hands. Uh, Dan and Kelly, they're pastors over our youth in this church. That's seed. That's seed. So when they have them over there, even if it's just for an hour and a half on a Wednesday night, what they're sowing into their lives, you know, it may be things that really just water what somebody else sowed, but... We have a responsibility. And when we see how it works in the kingdom of God, it changes how we work with people, how we relate to people, how we help people. You know, uh, sometimes I read in Joyce Meyer's daily devotional, she said, you know, I love to give gifts to people. And so people who help me, I just get them a gift or I, you know, buy them something that I think they'd like. Well, she said, one day I realized this person, I was giving them gifts. They didn't even act like it meant anything to them. And she said, then I realized, well, I wonder why maybe I should ask her, do you not like my gifts? And, and the person said, you know what the person said to her? Oh no, I appreciate your gifts. But what really means a lot to me is when you tell me that you appreciate me or that I'm doing a good job for you. That's what made her feel and grow. Everybody say grow. That was the thing that made her grow. So if we recognize that the whole world out there, those are seeds that God has placed in the earth and, and they'll harvest. They will harvest. How many of you know good seed harvest and bad seed harvests? I mean, uh, you know, seeds that are sown wrong. Now we have the ability, I believe through the kingdom of God to use our words to change the results of a bad crop. Uh, a farmer doesn't have that, but, but we do. I was in that harvester in that combine. Uh, it would go, it said when there's, um, when there's not good corn, it goes faster. <laughs> when there's good corn, it slows down. So it makes sure it gets all of it off the cob. Well, you know, God, God just goes one speed. He just, he makes sure he harvests the whole thing. He, he's a good God and he loves us and he wants to harvest. So as I was looking at this, it says, uh, in first Peter one twenty three that we are born of incorruptible seed. Everybody say incorruptible. Now, when you see Thea up here, you know, she's just a baby. Does she look like she's going to go do something bad? No, because she will not do something bad. 
if the seed that God put in her is developed. Because God did not create people to do bad. Everybody getting the revelation here? So when children don't do what we think they should do, it doesn't mean they're bad. It means that there are influences that are affecting them that are starting to pull them that way, but they are not bad. The same as a child is not born a lesbian. A child is not born a homosexual. A child is born as a seed of God out of the seed of Abraham. And was there anything in there of a curse? No, it's all blessing. And so what happens is those influences begin to get in their lives. So as parents or as those, you know, even people we work with today that are, you know, maybe their life is messed up. uh, We're there to enhance the seed that's in them by our words, by our actions, by what we do. I hope I I hope you're getting this today because God really put it in my heart. It's not on my paper, but but I just felt like God said, you just say what I tell you to say, because the world there are lost seeds everywhere they are lost just like kelly said and that's the whole purpose of your ancestry dot bible dot org original every person is an original and there's a place for them in in life you know some of them aren't doing the right thing but that doesn't mean we're here to point out all the bad things we're here to encourage them to be the seed everybody say the seed of what God called them to be. And, and when you're like, when you start thinking like that, you're able to really witness to people without saying you need to get to church. Your life's going to hell. You don't have to say, because just the fact that you believe in them and you see the seed and you speak those words, it draws them in to the spirit of God. And so, uh, what I was thinking about was, uh, because I'm reading through the Bible, Daniel and, um, If you look at his life in the old covenant. Now, I want to say to you today, and you need to get this. Everybody say captivity does not change the plan of God. You know, sometimes we think, well, you know, it's just, this is just what it is. You know, I mean, these people I work for, they don't really do that. Everybody say captivity, captivity. You know, uh, it's not captivity that hinders the things of God. It's what the seed believes on the inside. You cannot hinder the, the person that God created you to be unless you change your opinion of who you are. Nobody else can do that. But, you know, Daniel went into a situation. He went into captivity and it wasn't even due to his his problem. It was, you know, the, the children of Israel had disobeyed God and they went into captivity. They didn't get into captivity because they couldn't win over the enemy. They went into captivity because God said you were disobedient and I'm going to, this is what the charge is going to be. But if you go into captivity and you don't fight it, you will be prosperous even in captivity. Everybody say even in captivity. And so if you look at Daniel, it says in the first chapter, then the king instructed Aspenaz, the masters of the eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants. Everybody say descendants. And some of the nobles, young men in whom there was no blemish, good looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge, quick to understand, who had ability to serve in the king's palace and whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans. So they're going to try to change 
change them into a new belief system, but they're the seed. Everybody say they're the seed. They're the seed of God. They're, they're, they're Israelites. And so it says the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's delicacies of wine, which he drank, and three years of training for them so that at the end of that time they might serve before the king. Now this is Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the ones as we know those names. In verse 8 it says Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Basically what he said was I'm not going to eat your food and I'm not going to drink your stuff and I'm not going to believe what you believe. Because he was the seed. Now there was an influence there to change him. But he said, I'm not changing. This is who I am. Well, somewhere along the way, he had been taught who he was. He didn't just all of a sudden get that by osmosis. And, and I felt like God said, no matter where we are in our walk with the Lord, we have got to begin to see the children of the earth, young people, especially teenagers, college, those age groups. They have a divine purpose. And I don't know of anybody Who's telling them that? Annabelle, do they tell you over at Purdue? You have a divine purpose? No. No. (laughs) Now, there's nothing wrong with college as long as the people who are teaching them understand they are seed. Everybody say seed. seed. Well, if they don't understand it, in Daniel's day, the king didn't understand it, but Daniel understood it. And so he was able to make the decisions he had to make to say, I'm, I'm not going to compromise. I am, I am seed. But look what God did for him. I mean, over and over. It says in 19, then the king interviewed them, these three. And, uh, and, and, and he said, in all matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them, he found them ten times better. Everybody say ten times. See, it's not always you know that we go along with everything that makes us popular or successful or our children it's that we do what god says and it makes us 10 times better what does that mean like we get all puffed up no it means that there's something about us that identifies us with a higher person a higher power a god who can make a difference in people's lives now you cannot tell me that you know uh, i have a nephew who's he's got a challenge with drugs uh he's fighting against the influences but now the drugs have taken charge of his flesh and once drugs take charge of your flesh when you try to go away from them your flesh begins to scream the only thing that can deliver them is the spirit Do you hear me? It's the spirit. Well, if you've not sown to the spirit, then you're going to reap the results of the flesh. And so the seed is so important to God. You know, I think today, you know, uh, and we're being silenced according to the law. And, you know, this is a lot of the law right here uh, about homosexuality and lesbianism. And things like that. Do you know those those are evil spirits? And and you gotta speak to the spirit realm to get that thing stopped. It's not about the natural. The people are seed. Do you hear me? They are seed. The Muslims are seed. People are God's seed. And so the enemy has so influenced them. But 
if you begin to put in them from a baby who they are, uh, the other day, your son, I was over in the youth. I just decided to go over there and just be in the youth for a night. And, you know, a couple of them came and hugged me. I was so surprised, you know, because sometimes, you know, she's the old lady. Who is she anyway? Why is she in here? They don't even know I'm the pastor. Some of them, because they don't come in here. But your son comes by me and he goes, hello, Pastor Pam, sticks his hand out, shakes my hand. I said, well, hello, Alec. Having a good night? He said, yes, I am. And off he went. I thought... Holy camoly, I even noticed. Do you know why I noticed? Because most young people would never think of shaking your hand. But, and you know what that breeds? Disrespect. Not on purpose. They just don't know. They just don't know. You know, Pastor Bill still runs to open my door. I'm halfway in and got a leg hanging out before he can even get to it. <laughs> but, but how many of you know things are different? Well, that isn't all good. That's not all good. So where is all that? Where is all of that teaching the seed? Those little things are what make them who they become. Something had made Daniel be like this because he gets promoted. How many of you know people get promoted? They kind of get the big head. Well, he didn't get the big head at all because it says um, the king, you know, had this dream. And so, you know, couldn't find anybody. He's going to kill everybody who can't tell him what he dreamed. That's a that's a pretty bad king. I mean, how am I supposed to know what you dreamed? At least tell me what you dreamed. Maybe I can figure something out to save my skin. But he said, tell me the dream. And if you can't do that, I'm getting rid of all of you. But see, here's Daniel. So God gives him the ability not only to interpret dreams, but to know the dream. And so the king's all excited. And he says, listen, you know, I, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to exalt you. And he says, but as for me, this secret has not been revealed to me because I have more wisdom than anyone living. But for our sakes, who make known the interpretation to the king and that you may know the thoughts of your heart. And then he goes on down. He says, you can keep whatever you're going to give me. I don't care about that. See, nothing changed him from being the seed. Not even promotion, because in the end, it was God who was promoted. If you look at uh, Daniel 2, is it, let's see, 329. Let's look at 329. Do you have that up there, Daniel 329? This is what it says. Therefore, I make a decree that any people, nation, or language which speaks anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces. And they're, this guy's not a good dude. I mean, he's going to cut people up, whatever you believe. But at least now he sees that God is somebody. You know how he saw this? Going to cut him in pieces because there is no other God who can deliver like this. That was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who went into that fiery furnace. Now, we may go into a fiery furnace, folks, with what's coming. I mean, we are being threatened. Do you know you're being threatened? Now, we, first we were threatened we couldn't say the name of Jesus. Now we're being threatened that we can't say sin is sin. Now, that is serious. Uh, you know, when you can't say sin is sin, then everything becomes okay. And then there's a whole, well, not one generation, but more than one generation, it becomes affected by that to where everybody now is just living whatever they think. And if you try to correct somebody, everybody say correct. It's like, who are you to tell me what? What? Well, we are the seed. Every say we are the seed. And so we may not be able to say it. We have to know the wisdom of God and how to say it and what to do. But we still are the seed. And I'm going to show you in the end what I believe God is saying to the seed where we are right now. Then it goes on in in, uh, Darius was another king. Now, Daniel served three 
not good kings. How many of you have said, I've had two bosses and they're lousy and I hope the third one gets better? Well, it may not. You know, he served three really, really not nice kings. But every one of them, everybody say every one of them. Every one of them through Daniel's life, through Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, saw that God was God. It wasn't about them. They didn't make it about them. But they did come to the conclusion that God was who God said he was. And Darius, you know, was a king. Now, he had already promoted Daniel to be one of the governors. There were three of them. But the governors, it says in verse 3 of chapter 6, then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satraps. He didn't do it to exalt himself, but it was because of an excellent spirit was in him. And the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. Everybody say jealousy. This is what it says. So the governors and satraps sought to find some way against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find no charge or fault because he was faithful, nor was there any error found in him. Now, this is what they said. Then those men said, we shall not find any charge against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the laws of God. What they said. In other words, there's only going to be one way to stop him, and that's to accuse him of his relationship with God. How many of you know that's what the enemy's doing right now in the world? Now, I don't know when the rapture's coming. You know, I, I hear my husband talk about it, I hear others talk about it, but I can tell you this. Jesus said he's coming for church without spot or wrinkle. I know a lot of people who don't know Jesus. I know a lot of young people and adults who are not serving Jesus who came from godly seed. So to me, it's time to say to the enemy, this is, your work is done. I'm taking a stand. Everybody say, taking a stand. Just like when I was sitting there this morning in worship, and God said, go get the anointing oil and put it on the people who need to be healed. We don't do that every service. But how many of you know you better do what God tells you when he says to do it? I believe God is speaking to the church, and the only way that I believe the church will respond and obey is when they recognize we are dealing with seed, godly seed. There's not one person, the Bible says, that I told in the very first time I shared on this, not one person that God wants to go to hell. Why? Because he created them, created them for a purpose. And so we're going to have to take a stand against what the enemy is doing. It is not that we, we don't have a fight with flesh and blood, but we definitely have a fight on our hands with the enemy right now. He has laid the groundwork. And because we don't recognize truth, we're not, we, we kind of just are watching him lay the groundwork and we begin to relax How many of you would think we might have relaxed a little bit in the church as to what we believe? There are ways to reach generations of people without changing and going with the world. We're not supposed to look like the world. We're supposed to look different than the world. But, you know, there's we got to make sure that we keep that distinction. Yes, there should be a difference between good and evil. There is a difference between good and evil, but the world is based it. Now it's just kind of all gray. Somebody even wrote a book or something about gray. That's out there. Well, there is no gray. There's black or white. Amen. There's the word 
or there's the lies of the enemy. You're either the father, your, your father is Abraham or your father is the devil. That's what Jesus said in chapter eight. And so these young men, every time, well, this, this king, he signed a decree that if they didn't do certain things, didn't worship, uh, only worship the king, if they worshiped another God. And of course, Daniel went right ahead and worshiped his God. He went ahead and continued to pray. And so the, the, the people who wanted to get rid of him came to the king and said, you already signed this. It can't be rescinded. Once the king signs it, puts his signet ring on it. This is what's going to happen. Daniel's going to die because he didn't do it. I'm paraphrasing all this for time's sake. Well, the king came to Daniel and said, Daniel, I'm praying that your God will save you. But you are going in the in the lion's den. Everybody say, whoopee. <laughs> you know, it'd be like Pastor Bill and I coming to you and say, we're praying for you. And we believe God's going to rescue you. But you're going in. <laughs> Amen. Daniel went in. The king came, didn't say he didn't sleep all night. Came the very next morning, got to that place. And he hollered, Daniel, Daniel, did your God save you? He didn't say, Daniel, are you all right? Daniel, did your God save you? See, he, he believed his God because he had seen what God had done. But he, he had already made this command. And it had to be done. The law required it. He couldn't change it. He was the king. He still couldn't change it because he signed it and sealed it. Everybody says sealed it with his ring. So it's gonna, he's, he's going to die. I mean, if God doesn't deliver him. Well, do you know what? God delivered him. Everybody say God delivered him. And his answer, he, he answers back to the king. Uh, your God will, dis- he first says the God will deliver you. Then he comes and when he came to the den, he cried out with a lamenting voice to Daniel, saying to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God whom you serve continually, everybody say continually, the God you serve continually, that means you don't ever get off of what you believe. How many of you have ever had somebody say that to you? I have. Oh, would you just stop praying? That's what some of my kids used to say because they'd always get caught. Hallelujah. <laughs> How many of you know when a parent prays, kids get caught? You got to be ready for that, though. You got to be ready to not kill them yourself, you know, once they get caught. You got to be ready to impart to them what they need out of that and teach them out of that experience so they don't do it again. Amen. It isn't that I want them to get caught. I don't want them to do what they're doing. And this is the only way to stop it. Okay. So has your God been able to serve you, sir, whom you serve continually, continual all the time, been able to deliver you from the lions? He did not say, are you okay? Daniel, are you okay in there? He just immediately equated Daniel's safety to God. Are you getting this? If you belong to Jesus, you are safe. Everybody's saying, I'm safe. I'm safe. Then Daniel said, oh, king, live forever. My God sent his angel. He tells the king to live forever. The king's the one that got him in the jail or in the lion's den. My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth so that they have not hurt me because I was found innocent before him. Everybody say, that's the only thing that will save you. I was found innocent before God. And he said, and also, O king, I have done no wrong before you. And he hadn't. The king was tricked. He was duped by the evil. And now the king was exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the the place. And then he sent the people who put him in there into the den. And those lions had a great lunch. 
Hallelujah. That nothing protected them. Then King Darius wrote, now listen to this, to all peoples, nations, and languages that dwell in the earth, peace be multiplied to you. I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, men must tremble in fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God and steadfast forever. His kingdom is the one which shall not be destroyed and his dominion shall not shall endure to the end. He delivers and rescues and he works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth who has delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. That's a shout. Amen. Hallelujah. He will deliver in those situations. So what is the key? Well, the key is that Daniel was seed and he knew it and his confidence was in God Shadrach Meshach and Abednego said if you throw us in there and God saves us praise God if he doesn't praise God their hope everything in them had to do with their service to the king now I want to say to you today all of you have seed I mean how many of you in here have children okay how many of you in here are going to have children we got some having children Hallelujah. And all of you will have children one day if you get married. I believe, I believe God wants godly seed. He said godly seed. I believe in that for my grandchildren. I pray over, for, over uh, all my grandchildren that if they get in any relationship that's not of God, it'll fall through. How many of you know that's wonderful for me? Not so wonderful for them all the time. I pray that over my children. You know, you better want your sons and daughters to marry the right person. Because Abraham had a baby with Sarah's concubine he got the wrong woman and there wasn't going to be godly seed till he got the right one and he got the right one then Abraham sent for a wife for Isaac he sent his servant to get a wife for her and it was Rebecca God knows what's going on and I believe he has the right person for everybody now, you know, sometimes we get in situations where we don't marry the right person. Well, then believe God to make them the right person. Hallelujah. Don't get, don't anybody leave anybody in here. <laughs> if you're married, you already got the one you're supposed to have. Amen. But I'm talking about seed that God puts in your house. We need to believe. If you believe the word of God, they have a purpose. They have a plan. And God has a way of making it happen as long as we stay faithful to God. This is what it says in Psalm 37, 25. And we're going to close. This is what it says. And I have stood on this scripture for my family. I have been young and now I'm old. I, I can really stand on it now. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. That isn't just food. That's anything that they would beg for to survive. They will live. They will not die. Romans 4, 16. This is how we do it. And I believe it's how Abraham did it. It says in Romans chapter 4 that um, for the promise that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law. But through the righteousness of faith, for if those who are of the law, I'm reading verse 14 of chapter four, for if those who are of the law are heirs, faith is made void and the promise made of no effect because the law brings about wrath for where there is no law, there is no transgression. Therefore, it is a faith that it might be according to grace so that the promise might be sure to all the seed. Everybody say to all the seed. 
not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed. God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did, who contrary to hope in hope believed so that he became the father of many nations, just like God said, according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. Amen. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. You may be here today and it just looks like with your family, whether it's your children or your, your brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, it just looks like there's no hope. They're just not going to get it. That is not truth. Everybody say that's not truth. As long as we stay in faith. And continue to believe they are seed. This isn't based on the fact that they're my children or my sister. This is based on the fact they are God's seed. Now, we have authority, I believe, over our household. I believe that with all my heart. But it's because they belong to God first. It's because they're God's. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, what was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced. Everybody say fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. I believe God, if we will stand and begin to really speak to the seed uh, you know, when I was watching the youth the other night over in Blaze, you know, um, not every child has a home that these things are being said. Well, who else is going to say it if we don't? I mean, what would they do if they didn't have pastors Dan and Kelly over there and the others that help over in that area that feed them, that talk to them, that share with them? Uh, that's that's where they get this. You say, well, it's only an hour. Well, God doesn't take but five minutes with the Holy Ghost. I mean, anything's possible. And so we have that seed in us. We are like the combine, you know, and God assigns us a field. And we are responsible to see that the seeds are sown and that the harvest comes in, beginning to end. And, and I have relatives. I have situations that I'm praying. You know, the enemy is really working overtime right now to divide and, and bring jealousy and envy and strife and all this stuff to tear up the field that has the wheat. You know, I was reminded as I finished this of Matthew, and I think it's chapter 13, where it says when God's combine comes, he'll take the tares and the wheat. Well, you know... The tares, it says, are sown by the enemy. God sows wheat. And I saw that combine when it took out the wheat. And it has a way of separating that grain to make that happen. I believe that God is going to use the church to bring the harvest in for him. Because it says Jesus has sat down. Everybody say he sat down. It's in Hebrews chapter 10. Read it. I never understood it until his enemies are made his footstool. Well, who's going to do that if he's not here? John 14. You will do greater things. These works I do, you will do greater. It's the seed of the word. Everybody say the seed of the word. See, Jesus was the seed with a capital S. And it says that the word, he was the word. The only thing that you're going to be able to stop what the enemy's doing in the world today in the lives of your 
people around you, your family, the family that God wants to have is by this word right here. We have a responsibility to begin to sow that word like never before, like never before. And I believe if we do that through prayer first, everybody say prayer first in November, every Sunday night, six to seven, I'm going to be here praying. It's just going to be a prayer service. We will pray for healing here during that hour and some worship. But I believe God has told me to do that. Any of you that want to come, you are welcome to come and pray with us. There will be no child care. It's just prayer in here. And so, you know, if you have to bring your children, well, they'll have to be with you in here. So, you know, you teach them to pray. You know, like Joyce Meyer said, you know, put, them, put, put your thing under the chair, you know, tie them down under the chair and say, we're going to be here until we finish praying. Now, however you want to do it, it's up to you. I don't think it hurts children to learn to pray. But, so I'm not against children coming but we are going to pray and we are going to declare that the seed of the righteous will not be forsaken we are going to pray for the seeds that are out there that have been forsaken by people that they have no one to intercede for them but us and i am believing god for a great harvest in the earth before that trumpet sounds I do not want to go to heaven and have God say, why didn't you do what you were assigned to do? And the assignment of the church is to win the lost. The assignment of the church clearly in the scripture that Jesus left us with was to go into all the world and preach the gospel and bring life to the lost. Amen. Amen. Let's stand. Father, I thank you today for your word. I thank you that we are the seed of the righteous. Uh, those of us that were raised by Christians. But I know, Lord, that there are many out there who are not. And I know your heart is for them. I see them in our children's area. I see them in our youth area. I see them on the streets. I, I see them in the, in the stores. I, 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 I hear it in the voices of people that are so angry. I mean, they're just, they're just angry. They're just hateful. And God, I know that the perfect love of God cast out all fear. And so I believe that you're going to use the church, the people that have your seed in them. And it has been watered. It has been watered by the word. It has been watered by those that they're with. Those of us to whom much is given, much is required. I thank you, Lord, that we will become, we will become those people who are ready to send those combines out into the fields. Can we sing the old song, We Exalt You? The old one. We exalt you. We exalt you. We exalt you. Oh, Lord. Sing I, I exalt you. I exalt 
Let's sing, we exalt. today. We just surrender our lives, Lord, right now. We just exalt your name today in this place i ask you lord that you would be exalted every day in our lives in the lives of the people of this church i believe lord that you are bringing a harvest that you would not sound that trumpet and leave people behind and i call them today out of the north the southeast and the west the lost and those who know and who have been influenced and they're they're going the wrong way God help us that we would be the church that calls them out of darkness if you're ready to be that combine would you lift your hand I want to pray for you today Lord, we are the combines. Just put us in the field. Put us in the field that we belong in. And let the the fruit come forth, Lord. Let it come forth. Let it come forth. That when that trumpet sounds, whatever day it is, that we will be able to say, I did what God told me to do. And I thank you for that in Jesus' name. I thank you for that in Jesus' name. I think I know everybody here pretty much this morning, but if there's anybody here who isn't going to be on the way up when that trumpet sounds, and you know today, I need to be sure I've got to make it. I got to make a sure decision in my heart that I know where I'm going. If that's you, you can lift your hand. We're gonna we're gonna pray for you right now. We don't want you to leave here without Jesus in your heart. Let's all say this, Father. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you that he died for my sins. Thank you that he died for all mankind. That they might know you, Father. And in Jesus' name, make me that instrument that you need me to be. That when I walk in, Jesus is there. That the life of God is there. And that I see the seed the way you see it. And that I harvest what you call me to harvest. That I water what I'm to water. But I bring people to Jesus through through the word of God. Through the way my life lives before them. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Hallelujah. Well, go and be blessed. Hallelujah.